Cheers to episode 30. Cheers. Cheers. Bloody Mary. Water. There, I said it. <laughs> Body armor. Strawberry banana. All right, so we are recording this podcast, episode 30. Shout out to us for making it to episode 30. I think I read a stat once that most podcasts don't make it past 20 episodes, so we've done more than that. It's Wednesday. It's July 21st. It's 2020. It's 6.39 p.m. And 2021. Yikes. That's a good indication where my brain's at. Get it together, Grant. And... The Milwaukee Bucks are 2021 NBA champions. So shout out to Evan for that. Um, but before we get into brief thoughts on that, boys, how was your week slash weekend? Uh, and what is new in your lives? Well, we attended Faster Horses as a group, as a podcast. Yes, Michigan's three-day country music festival, a.k.a. Party of the Summer, a.k.a return from COVID, aka return to normality, the eighth annual, I think my third time going, our first time all camping. Um, I think it's safe to say, would everyone uh, just say yes if you agree that your body is still feeling the effects from said event? I think I'm good today. I I would not agree. Um, I'm 85% back. Sleep is still lost. I gave up on that part, so that doesn't even go into my calculation. Yeah, and I was wondering, like, how does – I don't know how you get back sleep. Like, do you even – if I slept, like, a whole day, would I be back to normal or do you just never get that back? No, I think you just don't get that back. Because if you sleep too much, it it's almost can be worse sometimes. Like, I don't know if there's a catch-up process to getting back. No, those days are just gone forever and you'll just slowly get back to normal. My head feels like I am, like, in an airplane – on takeoff and like all the pressure built up inside of it as we're like leaving the ground or like landing vice versa like the beginning and the ends of flights when all the pressure is in your brain because you're going so fast that's what my head feels like so i am still feeling the effects i feel like 85 percent is pretty similar to what evan said although i did start this podcast by saying we're in the year 2020 so maybe i am lower than that actually <laughs> oh yeah that, i think i'm getting too old for this is that frozen no he's looking at his phone Oh, he's definitely frozen. Um, is there anything you guys want to get off your chest about faster horses? I mean, I know a lot. It's a kind of like the when I went on the bachelor trip to Miami. Like, you know, it's just you had to be there to, to really know what happens there. But anything you remember or stunned by your lack of memory from said weekend? I don't think I need to discuss any details <laughs> of the weekend. But I just think at the age of 24 – recently turned 24 i'm starting to just wonder if my body can still do this recently turned way to slip that in so i don't know and then i the only other thing i question is is camping worth it evan i didn't get to ask you that is camping worth it camping's 100 worth it all right talk me into it talk you into it your fondest best some of your best memories are each night true there was when a lot of fun stuff afterwards yeah because we we did one year where we didn't camp, and it wasn't as fun. So I would say camping is worth it. I would say the pros of camping outweigh the cons that come from it. But we can all agree there are definitely cons of camping. Yeah. The smell of our tent, straight raw man. You're worried about the smell. 
of all the things you can worry about. You worry about the smell. There's multiple. You can you contribute to that smell. So oh, this yes. lays on you. It's not just when I took when I took my when I took my smell. when I took my bare feet of my Converse shoes on Friday night. I almost knocked myself out with the smell. Sleep camping in one of the grossest parts in, in the Michigan for that weekend. It's going to smell bad. The grossest. Get used to it. And Evan, I'm not saying it wasn't going to smell bad. I'm just simply telling you that is a con of camping. Is that deep? I would not say it's a con. Uh, it's a so it's a pro. A you enjoy that, the smell. No, a con is like something you don't expect to happen, and then it happens. You're like, okay, I'm banking on that to happen like every year. So I, I don't just think that. cons are con. negatives, and that was a negative. But I expected that to happen. Dude, I would like to talk to whoever at Faster Horses' idea was it to lay down that mulch for the last day. It smelled so bad. Speaking of smells, that I vividly remember that. I thought like everyone just stunk like a petting zoo. It was just looked down, this new mulch. It's like you could have picked something else to try to suck up moisture, please. Um, Artist-wise, I mean, I know Evan, Jason Aldean, he hyped me up all weekend for this performance, and it did not disappoint. Um, great laser light show. Um, Alex did not see Jason Aldean. If you ever see him on the street, you can ask him why he missed it. And Kelsey Ballerini was surprisingly good. I enjoyed her performance. I don't know. I Evan didn't cool. actually see. Uh, I wasn't really there for the performance either. I wasn't really there for the music. Oh, that I, I voluntarily chose not to see those performances. In a way, you Alex. Say I did that too. In a way, Alex. Kind oh, of, okay. Yeah. <laughs> technically, I chose that. But Kelsey Ballerini, yeah. She's good looking. But no, good 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 singing. Good weekend overall. And as opposed to last week when we recorded on electric. <laughs> I think I described it as a I mean, Chris, Christopher Nolan cinematic movie. Oh, it was a movie. Did this weekend. weekend turned boys into men. <laughs> I mean, you you look at our group that we hung out with the shout out Ryan, he's like the biggest man now. Um <laughs> he, he made some strides. He, he grew up. Let's let's just it was put great it that way. Um yeah, I hope they listen so they hear. Four days of just straight up drinking and it was a blast. It was. Good time. It really and, is. and now we can all laugh about it because what we saw, you know, you go to a couple bars that are on the infield. You go to the blue light bar. <laughs> um, man, it's a quality time. It really and is. You get just... back, you reminisce. You're sitting around right before you fall asleep and reminisce on what just happened. And we have some stories. <laughs> I it think, will have to be off air, but if anybody wants it, it would have to be off air. Like if you ever want to know, you know, hit us up, you know, sit around campfire. Good time. And sit back. I don't think I've ever said Mickey's before, but me and Cody, who came on this as a guest, just said, Oh, you're drinking some Mickey's this weekend. And Mickey's. I don't think I've ever said I'm drinking Mickey's, Michelob but I Ultras. drink Mickey's this weekend. Michelob, Michelob Ultras. Yeah. Shout out Michelob. Yeah, I think at least like five points throughout the weekend, I just looked around in awe and like, this is our country. Like, what a beautiful, beautiful country we have recreated for ourselves that I would not want to live anywhere else. There certainly didn't look like that we've been in a pandemic for a while. Didn't look like that anymore. No. For, I mean, 40K, 40K I think strong. that has to be. It's the uh, biggest event. Back. I can't say it's over because I might be jinxing it into be coming back. So, But it didn't look like it's it's gone up. No, it was fun. Good time. Another sports. The Milwaukee Bucks are champions. And Evan has bit his tongue. Cried to him week after week as we've Alex and I have kind of playfully joked about Giannis kind of over the top, but some of it was serious um, before Evan goes his victory lap. 
and Alex defends his man, Chris Paul. I would like to say I will never slander or smear Giannis Antetokounmpo's name ever again. I mean, that man, I didn't get to see game five because, again, we were drinking um, at Faster Horses. But I watched, made a point to watch game six, and boy, was I just like, wow. And I hate to say it because I don't like the guy I'm about to say, but it reminded me a lot of a prime LeBron James-esque performance. Obviously, Giannis doesn't have the three-point capabilities or the like fadeaway post-jumper abilities, but just the sheer impact and dominance on the game that was LeBron-esque, and he's only 26 years old. So, Alex, what do you want to say about him before Evan just kind of wraps that point home? Well, I said today he's the best player in the league in our group chat. I got a lot of slack for that, but it's hard to argue. It's probably recency bias, but after what I watched, I didn't watch the whole game, so I had to watch the fourth quarter highlights on YouTube because I fell asleep because of the weekend. But, yeah, yeah, no. I should never have made fun of him. Ever since I did, he's been dominant because I'm a, I'm a mush. Yeah, and also, like, a lot of games, Chris Milton, your guy, like, wouldn't perform that well, and, like, Giannis had to bail him out. So, like, it really was, like, a double whammy on... Chris played well results. in the last few games, though. All right. Yeah. Good enough. Evan, your boy Giannis, your team, your your new team... Your, uh, you're not wearing the jersey. Replacement team, the Bucks. I thought I should, but then I wanted to not be disrespectful to the Michigan sports that we talk about. Um, I'm a Giannis fan, like I've said in the past, like his game, like how dominant he is, and it's finally good that, like, collectively the entire country just agrees that he's one of, like, the top five players in the NBA, finally. Yeah. Um, and I would say, honestly, right now, until he, until maybe they win more, he's, like, one of the most liked. Like, I don't know. You, nice guy. I would be stunned to be out and about on the streets and someone go, oh, I don't like Giannis. Like, I think he's just a likable, humble guy who came from overseas and kind of like, remember when Steph was on, first came on the scene and won, like, before people started to hate the Warriors? It kind of reminds me of that. Like, I don't think anyone has a bad word to say about Giannis right now. Right. And then, like, based off of, like, all the previous two years when they were the one seeds, everybody's like, oh, Giannis can't win without being a big market. Giannis needs another superstar. Giannis has to pair up with anybody. And to see him stay in Milwaukee and win it as he is the like, king of that island. Feels cool. good to pick another winner. And I picked him at the beginning of the playoffs. And they had to go through, I think, Miami. Then they had to go through the Nets. And they uh-huh. got to skip the Sixers because they were bad. They went through the Hawks who was, I think, a fan favorite from a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, it's good that they were like, kind of like the underdogs in most of the series, where they were like kind of front-running the last couple of years. And they were down 2-0 in the finals and ripped off four in a row. Is Milwaukee an island? You kind of slipped that in there. Uh, I'm just saying how metaphoric. Like, it's, his, it's like Giannis's island. I see. Like, Can you uh, pick Detroit as a winner so that we don't have to have backup teams anymore? I'll try. Thank you. We got football predictions coming up later in the summer. Yes. I don't think that's going to be the sport. (laughs) On every every good, there's a bad. And Alex is self-proclaimed favorite player in the league, favorite player of all time, Christopher Paul. Um, He didn't play bad in game six, but he had a bad series. And... He has a history of blowing 2-0 leads and never really getting it done. This is the far as he's ever been. Bad stat. Any defense of Alex, your man, Christopher Paul? The 2-0 lead is, is a bad stat. This is a team game, not an individual game. So that's a terrible stat. I will not I'll not take that stat as a, a slander on him. 
But yeah, he just didn't play well in the finals. And it sucks because he played great in the Western Conference finals. He basically carried his team there to the finals. So it sucks. But, you know, I think he's coming back next year. I would hate to see him join a super team. I think he should stay in Phoenix, but he probably will. So there's a chance that Chris Paul will be right back in the finals next year. And then uh, hopefully he gets it. At least now he can say he's been to the finals. So there's worse things. It, it hurts. I don't know what else you want me it to say. It also stinks because like, he had one of the boneheaded – he was in like the boneheaded memorable play of the series in game five watching back. Like he fouled Giannis for no reason, and it also was like a dirty foul. So like he's just cemented in everyone's minds as being the guy underneath Giannis on the game winning alley oop. I mean, just, that, and all he, like, that was still gonna happen anyway. Just forgot how to dribble as well. It's kind of crazy. I watched him just absolutely try to dribble into the lane last night and just turned it right over. Like he looked like a fifth grader in a YMCA game. Yeah, I think Devin Booker can take some blame in game seven. Devin Booker didn't play well last night, but he also had two 40-point games in the series, so I think he gets a little bit more slack. Chris Paul played out of his mind in game one, so it's not like he just played terrible every game. And we're, You're kind of overdoing it saying that. Devin Booker did turn it over in game five, and then Chris Paul just happened to be the guy that got crammed on by a seven-foot-two running gazelle. So I don't know. But you can agree he should not have fouled. No, him. but it, it also wouldn't have made a difference. They still lose the game. Probably anyways, so it doesn't Maybe. matter. It would have been a guaranteed one possession game. Like you would think a guy smarter than Chris Paul would know not to follow there to make it. I'm pretty sure game. in that moment, running down the court, you just turn it over, fans are screaming. I'm sure Chris Paul in that moment is not thinking, you know, if I don't foul here, we might he might not make he won't have a chance to shoot a free throw and then We'll go down and we'll still have a chance. I'm sure that was not running through his head when he's full sprinting, trying to catch up to Giannis before he dunks. He just thought like I should just like shove him underneath him, like the dirtiest basketball play you can do to someone. I think that is all just reactionary, and I don't think he was just intentionally trying to kill Giannis. If anyone tried to do that to me in a pickup game, I'd fight. I've seen you do that to people in the same type of way playing basketball. I resent that. I do not undercut people. You are a dirty area. basketball. I do not undercut. So this is rich. I do not undercut people or smack people in their balls while playing the game. In of that moment, you're doing anything. Which he does. You're doing anything to not allow Giannis to score. And no, because we're down. We're we are down one. So I let him make that. So we're just down three. I don't foul him to potentially be down four. Like yeah, because in that moment, a bang bang play where there's a turnover and you're running back, that is going through your mind. You should know the score at all times. Because you're because you're the most intelligent guy on the planet and you would have thought of that. I'm sure. Max I think I'm smarter at basketball than Chris Paul after that play. Next next conversation. I have a next thing. It's still about the finals. Uh a big talk of last night over under if you were playing a drinking game, how many times you heard 65,000 people were in the Deer District. I mean, I heard that at least 10, 10 times. Um, but the Deer District was awesome. And it got me thinking of like, what will Detroit be looking like if either the Pistons or Lions or Tires are in a situation like that? Like, I feel like we could have something just as wild as that city because we're one of those smaller markets where like our fans are just rabid waiting for something good to happen. You think it would probably look something like that? Easily. I'd, I'd compare it to how Philly was when they won the Super Bowl, mm. you know, trying to climb up some poles and the police officers have to grease them up so you can't climb up them. I think it'll get out of hand. I Maybe some cars be, get turned over. Uh, speaking of all the teams, I think like if, if like the Pistons, obviously the Pistons go and do like their 
I don't think it would be as crazy for the Pistons. I don't think it would be as crazy for the Redskins. Obviously, if the Lions win a Super Bowl, it would be like the craziest party like America's ever seen. Right. Yeah. It has to be Lions. Like, I think compared to like Philadelphia, like we'll make that look like nothing if the Lions won the Super Bowl. The only thing that would hurt it, and I don't even think it would, would just slow it down, would be like if the weather's atrocious in February. Like, I don't oh, think would be bad. people would want to be like in a blizzard. But like I, like I said, the parade, like, snow or whatever it's, we'd still be out there like partying but that's the only thing that would temper because it would be such bad weather here if that happened weather wouldn't be good it'd but, still get crazy just start burning cars like they like well, they use like the lca district down there they'd probably like rent the, they probably would fill comerica park and the ford field for like the watch party and then i came up with a name for ours um tell me if you guys like it i think so that was called the Deer District. I think we could be called the Motor City Mosh Pit. I think that really would just be good. <laughs> that would be pretty accurate to what was happening out there. Would start a riot. I don't just people think that yes, would go well. Would. Calling it that, I think that'd be dangerous. <laughs> Motor City Madness Festival. Thing. I'd go to the Mosh Pit Motor for sure. It looks fun. Motor City Mayhem Mania. Mm-hmm. Motor City Main Square. I don't know. Yeah. We can workshop uh, that, that for when it happens. <laughs> Mosh pit it is. Um, all right. Let's dive into some main topics today. Speaking of a team that I haven't been alive to see win a championship, the Detroit Tigers. But the way they're playing baseball, maybe we're getting closer to contending than we think. Probably not because baseball is a long season. They currently have the longest winning streak in the MLB at five games, so not crazy. And obviously, I just lost my train of thought. Wow, Faster Horses is still catching up to me. Um, what was I going to say? Evan, those birds are kind of distracting. I can't even focus. <laughs> I... Oh, wow. Is that better? Yeah. <laughs> unless well, you control nature, I'm sorry, I can't. Unless it gets too hot. Yeah, unless it gets too hot in there, you can open it back up. But I was just no, I'll grind until the birds die. Okay. Appreciate it. Five games in a row lost. Win streak in the MLB. Playing tonight, so we might jinx it. Do you guys think that this streak can last or is it just kind of another one of those false senses of false hope like what we had before the all-star break and then they kind of got dusted by the twins and we, we got some steam out of the sales i would say a little bit of both um false hope because we are playing bad teams mm-hmm. um however we're like beating these bad teams pretty handedly it's not like close games we're playing really well we're hitting very well um, so I think that also break might have helped. And I think this team might realize like, Hey, Grant Andrew said, we're only five games out of wild card. We have to get to that number. I wonder if they heard um, that. Wow. So I think at this point, I think we could maintain longer than we did at the all-star break. Cause the all-star break probably gave us like a reset because we only had one guy in it. Um, yeah. So though, as long as we keep on beating up on the bad teams and then see how we just like, Fight and call versus good teams. But if you start struggling versus the Rangers and teams like that, the Royals, I mean, it's going to be back and forth where you win a couple of games, lose a couple of games, and you just go up all the way through that like the rest of the season. Yeah, like, I kind of agree with you. Where like it's overall false hope, but I think in terms of the streak, maybe not win every game, but a streak being put together of well over five hundred is very possible. Because so right now we're forty five and fifty one. We played two more games with Texas, including tonight. Um, they're 35 and 60. Yikes. We play the Royals. They're 38 and 55. Then we play the Twins. They're 40 and 55. And we play Baltimore, who's 31 and 64. 
then I think we get like the Red Sox and the Indians. Um, but like with that many games against that many bad teams, we could have a chance to potentially get to the magic question of we're nine and a half games back of the wild card. Can we get the five at the end of this stretch, Alex? Based on the schedule mm-hmm. and how they're playing, mm-hmm. I, uh, I'm backtracking and I think that we can get within five games because <laughs> the teams we are playing coming up are bad. Yeah, really bad. And what I've seen in the Rangers series is that they're they're bad. We're like, uh, you guys agree, we're no longer bad. We're like pesky. We're pesky. I don't know about average, but we're just slightly below average. We're pesky. We're a pesky ball club. You're not looking forward to playing the Tigers. In the next 12 games against all those teams, I would love to see just the Tigers get to 500. Six back of that right now. I think it's very possible. I think we could go 10 and 2 easily in those. Go 7 and 5 and you're 500. Okay. If that checks out. I don't think it does because we're six back from five minutes right now. No, I that don't think it would check out. That does not check out. <laughs> Confirm. Let's just go 12 and 0. And we'll definitely be above 500. Yeah. And then be good. But the bad news, Evan, Spencer Turnbull, Tommy John, surgery, done for the year, and likely next season. Whoa, I see it as a positive Always a positive spin on this. Okay. I think we're playing chess, not checkers in this situation. Okay. So he's been injured. He's been battling injuries on and off throughout the entire year, correct? Yeah. As a fan, he's one of a good, strong arm through no hitter this year. Um, True. You can't trade him if he's injured. And he was, like, earlier this year, coming off of May, coming off the no hitter, he was on, like, the trade block. Um, you rest him for the rest of this year. He's going to have Tommy, Tommy John surgery soon. Rehab start will be the beginning of next baseball season. So now where he's fully healthy in two years from now, this team's going to look completely different. He's going to be an either a bullpen guy or he's going to be like our fourth starter. I see only positive things coming to this where he, he hasn't been pitching currently and we're still playing decent baseball. Right. It, it does suck that, I mean, Tommy John surgery, you don't want to hear it, but I think with everybody coming back from it nowadays, I don't think it's the end of the world for his career. I think, like, best case, it would have been if we could have traded him if he had not gotten hurt because he was one of those. He's not, I mean, I guess, I mean, he's not that old, right? He's not super old. He's 28, so he's under you know, 30. Yeah, I mean, he could have been. Well, now he's going to be almost 30 by the time he's back. So, yeah, he could be another, like, good bullpen arm, like you said, or a, a back-end starter, which he'd be a pretty nice back-end starter if he's like what he was this year because he'd have like a sub-3 three, three ERA and had a no-hitter, so we know he has nasty, we know he has nasty stuff. Um, I think this was a good wake-up call to fans, though, of the team because I see just in the streets, mainly on Twitter, a lot of people very frustrated at Casey Mises and Tariq Skubal's um, inning, Tariq inning limits. And I get frustrated too. Like it stinks when you see Mize dealing and he gets yanked after four innings. But at the end of the day, like this is what they're doing it for. Like Chris Fredder and AJ Hinch are no dummies. They know what they're doing. They know they're not winning anything major this year. So they're going to pull those guys um, when they see fit because they don't want them to end up having Tommy John surgery. So I guess it another positive spin zone. It kind of it justifies what they're doing with the young pitching staff right now. You know, yeah, I think it's wise. There's no reason to waste them right now and push them to injury. It's boring, but it's boring, but this isn't the year, so why waste it? Also, shout out to AJ Hinch for finally like 
playing small ball with the Tigers. I just enjoy it. I I liked the big bomber teams we had with Prince and Miggy and V-Mart. Don't get me wrong, but it's nice to kind of have this speed-built team that, like, moves guys from station to station and, like, grinds out wins. It's, like, pretty exciting to watch. And we, like, never really had a manager that ever even considered doing that. The yeah. other guy I wanted to talk about before we get into bigger team stuff is Akil Badu. Now, I know Evan, I'm curious what Evan thinks because I think he's probably going for Casey Mize to win Rookie of the Year. And, and he rightfully is in contention. But I feel like our guy Badu is getting a little snubbed. Um, I have some numbers here of his, and I also found a guy who won AL Rookie of the Year in 2015 that's kind of comparable. So Badu is hitting 273 average um, with an 822 OPS, has seven home runs and 35 RBIs as we sit here just after the break. So if those numbers double, and the average stays kind of consistent. He'll be around 14 home runs and almost 70 RBIs. Carlos Correa in 2015 won AL Rookie of the Year. He hit 279 for the year, 22 home runs, and he actually had a whopping 114 RBIs. So I may be answering my own question of like his RBIs are lower and his home runs will be slightly lower. But that's not necessarily his fault because he used to hit the bottom of the order and now he's hitting leadoff. And again, you don't get that many RBI chances in either of those spots. So, but I just think his consistent hitting and his ability to adapt. I shouldn't say consistent because it's been a roller coaster, but he's been like great, then really stunk, and then it's kind of figured things out at a young age, which is impressive. But he's not really getting any mention in the overall MLB outside of Tigers fans for being AL Rookie of the Year. And I think it's kind of a, a snub happening. So, what do you guys think about that? Do you think he should be talked about more, or maybe I'm viewing him in too high of a light? I think that CBS gave out their midseason awards and Nikhil Badu finished second in the AL Rookie of the Year votes from them. So CBS is putting respect on his name. So I don't think it's complete snubbing going on. If anything, Casey Mize is below him on this list. So maybe we could uh, say they're snubbing him. But he's, yeah, I guess he is still a rookie. I don't know how that works for baseball. You have to play how many games to be considered? It's not games. It's percentage of the season. So at the beginning of the year, Casey Mice has played like, it was like 0.15. And so it's not, it's more than like percentage. So he played last year, but now he is able to win this year as well. Because he didn't play enough. Got it. Uh, So based on what I've read, I don't think he's getting snubbed because he's on this list. The only list I looked at. Hmm. But the guy that is leading has hit 22 home runs. Yeah, it's a lot. And has 62 RBIs. Yeah, it's a kid from the Rangers. Adolis Garcia. I mean, he was also an all-star. And I think if Badu was in the all-star, I think this would be different conversations. But he is getting snubbed. He's not in like conversation like amongst like Major League Baseball media. Um, you might find those random websites here and there that recognize probably just based off of stats. I wish I I'm trying to find a tweet that I saw a couple of days ago. The Texas guy is 28 years old. Yeah. Well, it seems kind of BS then. Yeah, he's a 28-year-old rookie. But he's pretty good. The problem is Badu plays for Detroit, who was terrible to start the year. And but he, he doesn't have the MLB and OPS. He doesn't have as many rookies. home runs and RBIs as previous winners. But if Casey Mize wins it, then I don't really care. Casey Mize is lower on most lists than Akil Badu. Akil Badu's AL, he's second in batting average behind Garcia. But he's first in stolen bases, first in OBP, first in OPS, fifth in extra base hits. So it might be a tight race. In like all the major categories, Garcia is so far in front. I think Badu's got a real shot to win. 
I, I mean, I think Mice has a real shot. Mice is eighth out of all qualifying pitchers and wins above replacement. Yeah, the only issue mm-hmm. with Mize winning is his inning count is going to be low, and he might not get enough innings down the stretch to win. And you could point, unfortunately. I think Mice's innings is only in July, and I think they're going to start ramping it back up once, like, the middle of August, end of the year. All right. Well, it's only for a short period of time. It's not like from here on out, Mice is only pitching, like, four. When we're in the wild card hunt. We just let it rip. After we win the next pitching games, games. When he's pitching eight innings. So now we have to balance this uh, where we sit in the wild card with the trade deadline coming up, which is Friday, July 30th. What do you guys think? Are we going to be sellers or buyers? Neither. We're going to sit and do nothing. Okay. Sit and do nothing. I mean, Alabiel said that. He said, we're in a position to just sit here and watch. So, Evan? I mean, if you, what do you want? Do you want to win now? Or do you want to win later? Evan, are there children in the background? <laughs> what do you want me to do about it? Evan's running a daycare. <laughs> it's not a big deal. Sorry, Evan, what did you say? I was distracting you with that. Do you want to win now or do you want to win later? I want to win now. I would like to win later because I think we have a better chance of winning later. Uh, I realize from Faster Horses, I'm getting older every single day. I need to win ASAP because <laughs> I'm not going to be able to drink as heavy when we win. <laughs> well then one of your young pitching prospects is going to be gone Matt um, Manning see ya no we're not doing that <laughs> we are not doing that Fayaido is gone Funkhauser is gone no dude craziest thing about Funkhauser is I applied to a job for the LA Dodgers that I was not qualified for it was like an intern scout job I haven't scouted baseball day in my life and I kid you not one of their interview questions was Tell us a player from this, like, it wasn't the main amateur draft. It was, like, a special draft that Funkhauser came out of. And I selected Kyle Funkhauser as the guy I would pick if I was the Dodgers. What was and, your reasoning? Uh, he had, like, he was a senior, so he was older and people weren't as high on him. But he absolutely shoved at Louisville. And he had a sweet arm release. Now, like, this guy could, like, help a team in the bullpen. And he is now shoving for the Detroit Tigers out of the bullpen. And it felt awesome. So maybe and we're one day him. I could be a scout. But that was my cow phone guy. Right story. Tangent. <laughs> yes. So we're trading him, Evan. Okay. And then who do you want in return? What what position are you looking to get in return, Alex? Oh, no, Grant. Okay. So there's some, not there's some guys I want. <laughs> He's got a list. They're all under 30. They better be stars. Um, well, I was thinking if I could get rid of Scope, two of these guys could be better than him. I really like Adam Frazier from Pittsburgh. The leader in hits in the MLB. Shout out All-star. Luke Engel. Luke yes, all-star Adam Frazier. Okay. I like Byron Buxton from no, the Twins. I don't. He might step on Badoo's toes and Riley Green, but if you had an outfield one day of Badoo, Buxton, and Green, I'm not sure a single fly ball or line drive would ever hit the ground. Reject. Just for fun, I'd like Chris Bryant on our team. I think that'd be awesome. I can get behind that one. Um, and they're trying to sell him. And we have payroll. I mean, we are supposed to be rich. We, but we don't no. spend money. And then if we are going to, as we see, we need arms, and we've seen this guy in our division, and he's, he's like 27, Jose Barrios from the Twins would be sweet um, to help out our – those four names. I had a couple others, but I realized they were too old. And I I like Buxton, Chris Bryant, Adam Frazier, or Jose Barrios. If you're trading, you're probably not worried about age. That means you're going for it. Well, you don't – if you can get him sub-30, so I'd like, like that. Buying and selling. We're getting ready to. We're getting ready to go. You for want it. to do like a hybrid? 
No, I don't want to buy like a 34-year-old you stud. Buy I, young. Kind of young, mid-age. And then that way when Torkelson and Green and uh, then we can just throw Jobin in the mix and like two Smart years draw ready, ready to go. But established so if, young. If Matt Manning throws a no-no tonight, let's just deal him. No, that'd be dumb. <laughs> Evan, what do you want to do? I would like to sell, 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 and then sell some more. Who would you, Who sell? Do you want to sell? You're going to sell the players that are going to get the most in return. Okay, that was a good one. Um, so it's Jonathan Scope. Our entire offense currently, Jonathan Scope, I'm sorry, buddy. You're probably going to get moved to a playoff team that's looking for an extra bat. The Don't White worry, Sox. Jonathan. Al's not trading. He's going to go to the White Sox. And then, obviously, I re- I'm a huge Matt Boyd fan. I think he's just in the wrong place, wrong time. If he was healthy, I would say him because you never have enough pitching in the playoffs, especially a left-handed pitcher that has pretty nasty stuff. I would say him, but he's he's injured, so he's probably going to stick around. Yeah. Those are two guys that I can see. I mean, there's nobody really out of the bullpen that Fulmer? stands. He's hurt. What about our all-star out of the bullpen? I think he's just going to be a tiger for the next like five, six years, and nobody can touch him. Just be a baller. He gave up a got a lot absolute of bomb in the all He did game. give a bomb. Um, that was he pitched down at the knees, a little bit away, and JT Romuto just like took what he was given. I mean, if he hits that out, you tip your cap to him and say, "Yeah, yeah, it was a great bomb." Yeah. Do you, Bad look for us. What, okay, what percent chance, Evan? Do you think that someone will get moved from away from the Tigers? From the Tigers, percent chance, I'd say 35% chance because our GM is incompetent and making decisions. Bingo, there it is. That's the and when golden he does make ticket. A move, when he does make a move, the other teams are going to lowball him so hard off of previous trades that what we get in returns on compared to our other teams are going to People probably laugh at us. <laughs> they probably laugh at us. Do you think other GMs in their war rooms sit around and go, let's see if we can swindle Alavila today? I, I I, I believe it. I 100% believe it. Like, all right, who can, what GMs can we swindle? And I guarantee they're picking up the phone. To Do you guys remember instantly. what he asked the Yankees for last year? I can't remember what it was, but it was something egregious that the Yankees like just immediately hung up the phone and did not call back. Like that bad that Alvila has no idea what he's asking for or what he's expecting to get. Just unbelievable bad. Now, I don't know him personally, but that's just what I hear. To his credit, he did find some guys that have helped us this year. So, Akil Badu. Yeah. yeah. What do you think about this quote then from our GM? He said uh, in an athletic article or in an interview, he said, quote, we are not rebuilding anymore. We are building. So, we're not rebuilding. We are just building like Bob the Builder. Does that mean we're buying at the deadline? Does that mean we're going guns out a blazing in the shortstop market this offseason? This, or does this mean nothing? It's like rewording. <laughs> rebuilding. No, oh, no, retooling. No, we're oh, not we're rebuilding. Tooling. We're building. What do you mean? We're building. Actually, I think this is what he meant. <laughs> We've been so bad. It's no longer a rebuild. <laughs> we're basically just starting from scratch, so we're building. So <laughs> all it means is absolutely nothing. <laughs> it means nothing. It makes me think there's a chance we buy someone. Yeah, we'll buy someone. <laughs> Ichiro Suzuki out of retirement. <laughs> Vlad Guerrero Sr. <laughs> yeah, we would do something like that. And like, we're ready to win the pennant. <laughs> um, Kate Cunningham was at a Tigers game. That was pretty cool, right? Was cool. Like, that, the Jalens were in town the next day. Did that get you? Oh, really? Well, that's the juicy thing. Did that get you going, Evan? That you saw Cade outside Tiger Stadium? Oh, oh my gosh. Walking off the... Uh 
Cade Chance. Golf course and then check my phone instantly. What do I see? Cade Cunningham is in Detroit at a Tigers game. Yep. Inject that into my veins. Get Counting it. down the days, eight days away. When you hear this, it'll be a week away. Ooh, look at that. I'm nervous. Um, yeah, the, the chance by the stadium. Shout out to fans for getting that together and saying, we want Cade. And there was a video of uh, his trainer in their like little suite they were in. And he zoomed over to Cade. And Cade's like, hey, hey, as people were chanting his name. So it seems like he's happy to be here. He's, he, he likes... Tigers are, Tigers are so back. Are we winning already? Yeah, Rodney Grossman hit another home run. Dude, <laughs> that ball that our account tweeted that I said he munched on, oh my goodness. No, he murdered that baseball. <laughs> destroyed. And baseball was sent to orbit. That was over 400 feet easily. Destroyed. The deepest parts of the park, and then it was hit like 15, 16 rows up. Yeah, like, You don't put balls up You do there. not see balls go that far at America Park. He was a good find by Alavila. Come on, guys. Yeah, because we didn't sign any of the real good outfielders. Yeah. He was Kyle Schwarber or Jack Peterson wasn't going to sign. Robbie Grossman was our splash signing. <laughs> roll up in my mouth um, to say something like that. But I think that that covers it for the Tigers. I so mean, topic number two. They're the only they're the only team we got going that's live right now. So we got two into them. And I'm enjoying watching them actually. So props to them. Now topic two: the uh, NIL name, image, and likeness that shook up the college sports landscape. Um, yes, guy, uh, listeners, we know it was a couple of weeks ago. This isn't breaking news, but a lot of other stuff was going on. Like we were getting Kate Cunningham during this time winning the lottery. So we kind of saved it for now. Um, we're not going to get into the nitty gritty of all the like legality of all this. It's just, you know, I, I'm sure you've seen basically college athletes can make whatever they want as long as money, sponsorships, as long as it's not like drugs, gambling or alcohol. Pretty, pretty straightforward. Um, but I want to know for you guys, like the fallout from this. I wrote the first question, kind of like, who are the winners and who are the losers of this massive change in college sports? Power five programs are the winners. They have the money. This uh, this is just going to continually hurt. So the transfer portal is already hurting the non-power five because players are just trying to bump up into the power five. And I think even more so now with the uh, this stuff, it's just going to kill them. But doesn't it also go both ways where like, you go to a big school as a recruit and you stink and then you have a chance to go play at a lower school and it's easier to transfer there. And same thing with now like a low, like a Cincinnati can get a deal with Skyline Chili and pay an offensive lineman a bag somehow, you know, like you can. But schools you, like that just don't have as much money as a school like Michigan or Michigan State. Right. And not just, as much. It's not, it's not a level playing field for everyone is the problem. And that's where it's going to get into. Like there's going to be complaints. Schools are going to complain. The teams that are getting left out. Do you think there'll this. be formal complaints that this rule stinks for us? Not for us. Not for our schools. Our schools, I think, will thrive. But we'll get to that. Uh, I think players are winners. I think fans are winners. Players win. For sure. And I think local business are winners. I wrote those three as my winners of this new change. Yeah. I, I think players is obvious. I think fans is basically because like players will probably stick around more. Because um, they may hang on for another year because they're getting paid in local businesses. I think it'll help because they can, if they're creative enough, they can do some cool deals with big profile athletes that they couldn't previously. I think big business, like this isn't going to help like Coca-Cola that much. Like they're already massive. Like who cares if they sponsor a kid? So those are my three. Losers, I wrote coaches. They're just going to, they're going to get some diva football players or athletes that like, coach, don't tell me I'm not running suicides today. I'm making a bag from Chick-fil-A. <laughs> so how do you see it Evan? 
I wrote winners is uh, Instagram TikTokers. Okay. Um, yes. Because let's be honest, if they weren't on those social media platforms, if those didn't exist, they're not making millions of dollars. Yeah. No, you're. I mean, you don't know who Olivia Dune is. I I don't still, but I feel like I should. I do. I do. <laughs> I think to Evan's point, I mean, we'll just say we'll be the podcast that says it. Attractive. College girl athletes will will be very attractive athletes. They're gonna make more. Well, money like they're like big winners because yes, I guess they can say for a, Fresno State. They wouldn't know who they are unless they were on TikTok. Can also say attractive dude college athletes, like attractive athletes in college are attractive gonna, people are gonna make money because because of the platforms Evan mentioned. Yes, and then obviously the best players, so the top marketed players, I think are gonna the real by winners. far run away with it. And like Nick Saban said it today, like. The name, image, and likeness isn't going to be fair t- for all players. No, no, and that's why I wrote down the losers. I wrote down the players that think they're as good, but they're really not. Like you're not going to get the same money as Bryce Young, no matter what school you play for. Seven figures. Um, so like Ben Van Sumeren, you could get some. That felt mean. I shouldn't have said that. It felt mean. And then I said <laughs> like athletic departments. Um, like if you're trying to sell memorabilia like jerseys now, if you have like a player's jersey number, I think he is a He's a reason to fight that, like, hey, that's my jersey number. You have to pay me for every jersey you sell. Michigan like, so stuff, like small stuff like that, like going back and forth at it. And then obviously I said the NCA, but it's about time that that crooked corporation finally gives back some money towards the moneymaker, which is the athletes. Yeah. It was like long overdue. Um, and just briefly on the Saban thing, classic, just smart Saban getting ahead of it. Just flowing out there that he thinks Bryce Young, their hotshot quarterback who hasn't even played a snap, has already made a million dollars in endorsements. Almost a million dollars. Like, uh, you think people are wanting to go play for Alabama? Smart. Smart to just yeah, yeah, how I much mean, money just, you think. He's one step in front of everybody. Yeah. Um, and that raises a question since we said how obvious this is that should have been done and the NCAA has been corrupt. You saw a lot of people, namely like Reggie Bush, and you saw Chris Weber say it that the teams and players who were penalized in past years should get their accomplishments back. Would you guys be willing to go that far to saying that that should happen? Or is it one of those things where like, since it, they broke the rules back then, they still shouldn't be honored with, you know, their official trophies or official banners. I think it's a little too late to just, and I know it's Michigan. So everyone's going to think I just hate Michigan. No, that's not it. I just think handing back like national championship type trophies to any school that's ever won one that didn't count is a little much. It probably shouldn't have been taken away in the first place if they, because this was probably inevitable. Heisman trophy though for Reggie Bush, I think you've got to give it back to him. Yeah. I think so too. I mean, that should never have been taken in the first place. I forget what specific case. Yes. I forget what got taken away from the Ohio state football team for the tattoos. I think they just got suspended from like a bowl band, but like it was like five games. They they took anything away. They should give that back and they should hang the banners in Chrysler. I don't know if anyone, I'm sure people have said that, but just put the banners back. You can hang the banners. Just put them up. They're just final four banners. They're not titles. (laughs) We hang banners for final fours. Everyone knows. We do. In the game of chandelier. And in the game of basketball, you hang banners for Final Four. It just sucks that the NCAA had to be the way that they were for as long as they were because now we have to talk about it and try to figure it out. And I don't think they're going to We don't it. have to. No, we do. They we have are to. talking about it right now. And I don't think that they will do anything. I don't think they'll give anything back. Reggie Bush tweeted that he went, he, he tried, and they just won't even respond to it. Evan, are you giving it back if you're Mark Emmert? Uh... <laughs> 
I wish I was. Um, I was like on the fence. I was like, well, like when it first came out and they were like all fighting for it, like, oh, I was like, no, well, it was illegal when you did it. So, but, but like looking back at now, like those athletes missed out on so much. And like, did it, did it physically help Reggie Bush or like the Fab Five physically help them in between the lines? I don't oh, no. think it physically helped them. Now, did it help their decisions on where they're going to go play? Did it help their financial situations? Did it help all this stuff outside the court? Yes. But I don't think it physically helped them compete. They were just the better players on the court, on the field. Reggie Bush would have made a bank if he was playing nowadays. It wouldn't have been even close. Yeah. And I think you give it back because he was by far the best player in college football. I mean, most electric college football player of the last like 50 years. Yeah, he was awesome. That's yeah, a fair point. It really doesn't affect the on field. And then you look at the OSU football team. I mean, it destroyed Trestle's career. I mean, his career yeah, they hit banished him to Youngstown State. <laughs> but I think Ohio State is probably happy now because now you're not playing power eye football in 2021. Um, you're not <laughs> playing Trestle ball where you're just trying to beat the other team by just seven. Um, so in the end, I think it was a good thing for Ohio State if they lost Trestle. <laughs> well, besides, it was sorry for a different day. <laughs> Um, speaking of effects that I'll have, we have to obviously discuss a little bit in the nitty gritty of for our schools in the state, Michigan, Michigan State. Um, and the way I kind of view it is like, do you feel like it gives one or the other an inherent bigger advantage, or does it, like Alex said, in the Power Five landscape, it just kind of helps both? I don't think there's an advantage for one over the other. I think it's pretty equal in terms of they both have huge boosters. They both have billionaires that went to their school that can pay. So I don't I don't think there's a big difference. And there's both both cities have tons of businesses that would be happy to get involved. And both fan bases are obsessed with their schools. So no, I don't think there's a one is better than the other. To to me, I think I had two points where I think it, it pros and cons of each, where I think each might have a unique advantage. I do think just this is I've never done a deep dive into it, but you see reports all the time that Michigan has one of the largest, like wealthiest alumni bases in the country. So I think that gives them a slight advantage in that. Like they might have more people with more money who have graduated that would want to help out their team. But here's the thing. If they're upset with the program, like with Jim Harbaugh being there, there's probably a lot of alumni that don't want Jim Harbaugh to be there and are tired of it. They may not be rushing to go help the program. Whereas I get this sense, I don't know if it's 100% true, but like I feel like Michigan State's alum are like ride or dies. Like the Yeshiba guy who gave a ton of money, Magic Johnson's always at games. Like Dan Gilbert. Like look at some of the Michigan alumni. Like Tom Brady doesn't come around the facility that much. Like Charles Woodson does and he doesn't. Like I, I don't know. I just feel like there might be a more rabid alumni base for Michigan State. Um, like Michigan might have more numbers, but state might have the more passion. So I think it'll actually help each in like unique ways. I think it's probably a net equal. The only thing I will say is it has been nice to see. Um, it wasn't even Michigan University. It's separate that the MDEN struck a deal with a decent amount of players already for Jersey sales. And according to the nerd reporter, Darren Ravel, he said the deal is actually pretty friendly for players compared to what like NFL players make. So I think in the like so far, if we're counting like winning the race of the NIL, I would say Michigan has a leg up with making the MDEN deal. But I'm sure everyone, each at every school, they're figuring out the logistics of it all and trying to figure out what we're allowed to do, what we can't do, how involved we should be. Yeah, how do you see it, Evan? 
I think this is only going to help the rivalry like a lot of you guys. I think all of it's kind of like the same behind the scenes, but rivalry standpoint, I think now you're looking at your in-state rival and you're seeing what they're doing for their athletes and you have to match it if you want to keep those in-state kids home. Yeah. Um, so whatever they do, I'm going to try to do, I'm going to try to do it maybe a little bit better um, and then vice versa. And it's always a chess game and who can beat out to all these high schoolers to come play for their teams and keep their athletes on their team and always improvements in athletic facilities and for the athletes. And and, and more nitty gritty, I think this could be a little fun here for the two Spartans and Wolverine athletes. You guys obviously were on East Lansing's campus, have been there. So you can th- you'll, you'll see you'll see some of the restaurants out there and everything. But what are some fun ideas or like deals that you would make sense for any like athletes on on that campus? Because there was a couple. I realized I, my first one down was like make them a shot or a drink, but you can't do alcohol, so that that goes out of the question. So I don't know if there's anything that came to mind. Just on campus places that yeah, like what would be a fun fun sponsorship deal that you think would make a lot of sense for athletes that it would be something that would be cool. Jonas, but it's alcohol. But it's a can't store. have alcohol. So no store that has alcohol. So I no have restaurants. One. No, I have one. I think if the most an alcoholic store, if they I, sell only yeah, alcohol, yeah. that would be fun. If I was a, uh, you know, a hardy lineman on Michigan State, I would go to Conrad's and get a wrap named after me. Like the, uh, is that what you had, Evan? Wrote it down, yeah. Conrad's. Uh, for all the big gentlemen on the team, yeah. I'm going there and advertising the big. Drunk food is what it is. Um, Conrad's gross wraps. Nasty food. Yeah. And then like a Chipotle, like the Kenneth Walker protein burrito bowl or something like that, you know, like since he's jacked out of his mind. Like just something, uh, maybe like Speedy Nailer, you know, with a Jimmy John's freaky fast plug. I don't know. Like you can get creative with these. Like I feel like you just got to play on your uh, play on your strengths as an athlete and try to get hooked up with these big businesses. But I think it'd be pretty I mean, fun. If I was a Michigan State basketball player, I'll try to do QD like uh, Magic hey, Johnson they, they did and kind alcohol. of play it off of like that. Um, they sell alcohol. Like QD, QD, that's okay. Go. No, you guys said it. Jonas is all alcohol. No, they serve snacks. Yes. They serve chips. How many times did you bought snacks from there? <laughs> Never. But. Oh, my bad. My bad. Someone's bought them. <laughs> QD is like a bakery, like convenience store. Confirmed. I've been in it once Confirmed. Or twice. I've seen Evan buy alcohol from QD. There's probably a cottage in pizza layup there somewhere. And um, I admit, I did buy alcohol there. Giorgio's? Any- no. Giorgio's, no. Oh, maybe, the worst, I mean, maybe the walk-ons are the worst players on a team could go to Giorgio's. <laughs> <laughs> or bubble tea. What about uh, Tabuli Express? Any Tabuli Express? Never seen anybody walk in there. <laughs> um, Panda Express. Yes. The dairy store, though. The dairy store needs to sponsor somebody. Oh, man. I had imagine a... being a, the number one athlete and you have your own ice cream flavor in the dairy store. That'd be sweet. That'd be awesome. Bubba's mint chocolate. Just give me what their sesquicentennial swirl on a grilled cheese and tomato soup. Pot bellies, any offense alignment, defense alignment, pot bellies would be a good. Yes. There's I, so many. Might... Just layups. Wow. We have a draft. I'm getting hungry now. I'm starving. Um, Now, for the personal side, this was a. I, I'm going to say it's the best listener question we've got. Wow. Yeah. I prayed. From lifelong follower Brad um, sent it to us through Instagram. He did say he heard it on another podcast, so it wasn't fully original, but we'll take it because it's, it's perfect. It's a tough question. So 
What three companies would have sponsored you during your college years? It can be anything, right? Yeah. I'm going to rip mine off. I'm going to rip off all three. All right. Um, and I know you're not allowed to do alcohol in the real world and like gambling stuff, but I include alcohol. I think we are. Because we're not athletes. Well, we're, I am athletes. So basically the same thing. <laughs> we're just saying how our college experience went and what would sponsor us. I have four, but I'll just do three. I'll just do all four. Fine. Svetka. You. Converse. Uh, Bic. Like the company that makes the pens. B-I-C, Bic. Mm-hmm. And then Nilla. Like Nilla wafers. Ooh. <laughs> Those four things. Feca, that's what was the Feca I drink like all the time because it was just above like the bottom shelf. Like it wasn't like pop off, but it was no like Tito's or um, Ciroc. It was just like your, it was still gross. Bic, I just used pens like all, I made the switch to pens like in college. I didn't use pencils as much and I just used only like Bics really. Converse, my shoes that I wore all the time. And then Nilla was because in our dining hall, Whenever they had the banana cream dessert with Nilla wafers in it, I would eat like three of them in one sitting. And it was disgusting, but they were so good. I'll just rip mine off then, I guess. Bud Light. I mean, I drank that like every weekend for my first three years. Like no variety. I didn't know that. Just Bud Light. Uh, Chegg. Um, I basically use Chegg like the Bible. So (laughs) that would definitely have to sponsor me. And then the third one is might be Evans. It could be Evans. It was more of a group sponsorship, I think, oh, between no. me, Evan, and a former guest. Uh, just the ice cream sandwiches in the Michigan State football games. Whatever company that is sponsoring us would be. They would make a lot of money. They made a lot of like money Nestle? off of us, so they should sponsor it. Nestle? I think it was Melting Moments or something. Does that sound it's right? got two cows on it. They changed the gray package. It's a green circle and it's like the cows on it. I mean, it was a <laughs> weekly football game tradition and even sometimes a basketball. An ice cream sandwich at a football game is kind of a weird, weird vibe, but it sounds nice. Well, it was, it hit different. Oh. Yeah. It <laughs> yeah. Hit different. Uh, my three are, are Bush Light. Yeah. Um, like Alex, uh, it's all I drink and I still to this day is kind of all I drink. Um, I have Deconderoga pencils. Uh, I'm not really a big mechanical guy. I'm a big wooden pencil guy, so I'm like keeping those in the. Do you have game. a pencil sharpener? Um, Automatic, yeah. electric? No, handheld. Oh, <laughs> Old school. Wow. You're grinding over in front of the trash can while people are trying to study. <laughs> it's like when you had it, like catches like the shavings. <laughs> but you gotta you gotta clear those out a lot. I remember I went to school, elementary school. <laughs> Um, and then my last one is Brody Calf. Brody, Brody Neighborhood I didn't know cafeteria. how to describe that. I was going to do that one too. And one particular meal, like the best breakfast is Brody Omelet. Oh my God. And then you get a bagel with cream cheese on the side and it's absolutely perfect. That meal is Ooh. unbeatable. And especially like Saturday morning when you show up like 11 a.m. You just need a big hearty breakfast after the night before. Brody Amon's unbelievable. Especially it's with the baby. Unbelievable. Well, shout out to Brad for that question because it sparked good conversation there uh, for us. And now the long-awaited return of Alex's Rumor Mill segment of the week presented by Codes Apparel. Codes Apparel. C-O-D-E-S-A-P-P-A-R-E-L.com for your area code-themed Michigan-specific gear. You can also buy our gear from there 
my town of the week is a place we've been, Marquette, Michigan, in the UP. Anyone know their area code? Marquette? Yep. Evan, you want to guess? It's the whole UP, honestly. Munising. Starts with so a start with a seven. No. Nine. Starts with a nine. Nine six one. Two of those numbers are right. Nine six nine. Not in the right order though. Nine zero six. Dang it. <laughs> um, but yes, we even have the UP, even though the population's a little bit smaller up there. We do have clothing items for them. You know, your hoodies, your long sleeves, your tees, your hats. Got a compliment on the trucker hat at Faster Horses. I don't think the guy will ever buy one because I think he's a little too drunk to even remember the website. But if you do want to shop any Michigan-themed gear, Codes Apparel is your place to go. And now, with all that being said, Alex, what is your rumor of the week? Well, with the unfortunate news of the week that Cam Akers, uh, Rams running back, has torn his ACL. Poor one out. Disappointing. The Lions have now been linked to potentially trading... Jamal Williams, recently acquired Jamal Williams, to the Los Angeles Rams for a conditional third-round pick. How would you guys feel about that juicy rumor? I would not like it. Because then you don't have another running back because carry-on has been released. And you got that Oregon State kid, I guess. Bring back Zach Zenner. Not for a third. Like they are the ones in need. Yeah. We don't need to give them up. They should got. What are you going to offer? Yeah, they're going to offer me a decent player. We got to swindle them like Alavila <laughs> at that yeah. point. But Brad is like buddies with those guys, and Brad's a nice guy. He'll probably just give Jamal for free. Who are we kidding? He only trades with the Rams. No. He does only trade with the Rams. <laughs> no, I would. I would. That would be a bad rumor. I don't like that rumor. Feels made up. The only other rumor is. Uh, I just read a tweet that says from Chris McCoskey. I think he's a Tigers like. Yeah, shout out Chris. He said he spoke again with Alavila and there is no urgency to trade anybody. He will only make a deal if it benefits the club going forward and he will not just dump salaries and just give away players. So based on that statement, I would say your rumor is he's not trading anyone and we're not trading for anyone or nothing. Or he's trading people. And it's no, gonna look it's... bad, and he just wants to make it seem like it's not actually bad because he said this leading up to it. We might get swindled a lot, and he's just trying to like prepare us for it. I did read that we were offered Alex Bregman for Michael Fulmer at one point. Oh, um, that was a long time ago. That was oh, after Fulmer. Well, Alabama didn't take it. Right, and everybody wanted him, and we were offered Alex Bregman for him, or we were offered Javi Bias for him. Correct. Oh. Well, hobby buys is probably for the best. But that quote is so it. stupid. Every single trade that you're going to do is hopefully to benefit your team in some way. You're trying to make it even. Yeah. The only people that have ever been super swindled are the Pittsburgh Pirates and Tampa Bay Rays. The Rays gave up Chris Archer, and they got Meadows and Glass now in return. Yikes. Yeah. It's the most highway robbery trade of like the last 20 years. Oh, and it's not the, the, Archer was going to win the side out. The Rockies. The Rockies are still paying Nolan Arenado to be on the Cardinals. Because their their front office is incompetent. <laughs> All right, so that was Alex with the Mill Seven of the Week, and honestly, I just realized that you did two of them there, so that's pretty I sweet. Lumped in too. And uh, now we have main topic three: Detroit Red Wings NHL draft, which is Friday and Saturday. Fire me up, Evan, big draft guy. And the expansion draft is happening tonight, 
I saw on Twitter today, like all of the picks were being leaked already, except for ours. So I don't know who's going to be taken off our team unless it's already been leaked. So I guess we'll see. I guess people are watching across the country to see who gets taken off the Red Wings team because we pretty much know everyone else's. And I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Evan is going to dominate this segment because I know a decent amount about the Red Wings, but I just don't really grasp hockey as much as I should. Um, and Evan carries the torch for us because he has the most strong opinions on this team. Evan, do you have a place that you would like to start, really? Just maybe the magnitude of this draft, how big it is for this franchise? Uh, yeah, okay, we can start there. Um, there's a lot of like diehard fans, not including me, that think if Steve Eichmann doesn't hit on this draft, then they already want him out because what? they're already like, sick of the rebuild. Yeah, some absurd. people have said it. Like We've already given you a couple of years in the draft. Whoever said yeah, that, we made it. they can't come on this podcast. Don't bother trying. It, that is fans and that is like social media you see it like they said if he doesn't hit on like all the picks in the draft then they want him out hockey is a lot like baseball it takes a while for the kids to develop unless you're getting like the number one overall player blame the nhl for not getting a lot for the air um <laughs> <laughs> yeah and a dog is mad that we did not get left air. i may preach um <laughs> And it, it's always like Alex said, it's Eisenman we trust. And do you guys have any idea who you think we should take at number six? And I do. And it's not from me. It's yeah, from I have a of, good idea. One of our, you want to split it up? You pull up the DMs? Yeah. So, like I said, fan involvement. One of our fans, I would say one of our diehard fans, name is Liam on Instagram. I'm not going to put his whole name out. I don't know how public he wants to be. Ride or die, Red Wings guy asked us about, you know, potentially. Given us his now on Red Wings. I was like, you know what? Angel Draft is here. Let's see what, what he knows. He knows a lot, a decent amount. He's scouting reports on some of the guys who might be there at six. More than my brain can comprehend, honestly. And I'm we're gonna do it live on air as I look at these and then I'll decide who if I if if I want. The first one he threw out was William Eckland. He says he's not sure if he'll drop to six, honestly. Um he said he had twenty three points in forty games playing against grown men in the Swedish Elite League. Plays wing, straight line, speed isn't nothing to gawk at, but he can shift direction on a dime and explode out of his cuts are awe-inspiring. I'm going to tell you right now, based on what I want this team to look like, I do not want William Eklund because I want straight line speed. I want fast skaters. So I'm out on that. My turn? Yeah. I'm skipping the second one because I don't believe in that pick. So Alex's big point is that I do not want to pick a goalie at six. Is that a reasonable thing to do, Evan? Not pick a goalie at six? A lot of fans don't want that at six. However, his name is heating up so fast. Jesper Wall said. Yes. At the goalie at six. You want me to read it? It's not a popular pick because it it doesn't happen off that that often. And you're trying to get like talent around him. He's super young. He's only like 18, 19, I believe. So he's still working progress. He's still like four or five years away. However, that is one of the names that. It, the more the closer we closer we get is like one of the names that is like almost tied to the Red Wings. You know why as and, well? Because Stevie Why took Andre Vasilevsky in 2012, according to Liam, and he turned out to be a consummate champ, Vesna winner, and huge cock in the Lightning system. But he did say picking a goalie high is always risky business. Yeah. So, but he also said the Red Wings have no one with the NHL potential. He's so boring, there. dude. But we might lose Bernie in free agency, so maybe it makes sense. How early can goalies come up to the show? Early? I don't know. I mean, it's one of those things where it's like, if you can stop a puck, it's kind of like... Yeah, go for it. 
I remember Matt Murray was pretty young when he came up for the Penguins. Yeah. I think if you want a young player that can produce right away, unless he's a gifted, talented top three pick, I think goalie is a better chance. But it also helps if you have a solid defense in front of you for that goalie to succeed. And right now, the Red Wings do not. Evan, we'll, we'll sprinkle in some of the fan reports on these guys. I just don't want to do them all at once. Evan, who are you most looking forward to potentially being there at six? <laughs> I mean, looking forward to, I mean, obviously, Powers is going to be there. Eklund's not going to be there. I wouldn't mind if they took Eklund at six. But I'm looking, hopefully, at Hughes. Uh, defenseman from USHL or Clark. He's not a defenseman. They're hovering around our range. Um, Wait a second. Luke Hughes is related to Quinn Hughes. If yes, you know, you yes, know. Yes, he is, Grant. You might want him on the Red Wings, you know. Good or you might not want weekend. him on the Red Wings, so he goes away from Detroit. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, only some people know. <laughs> uh, like three of us, actually, in the whole world now. Uh, there's four. four. Drew knows. Well, actually, six total. Actually, six. Does well, she know? Does, seven. <laughs> I should say that. Does the other one know? Because she kind of <laughs> maybe seven or eight or nine. The brothers know as well. Who knows? Anyways, There's that not many. that was jarring that I just read. I didn't know he was brothers to Quinn and Jack Hughes. So that's that's good pedigree. Yeah. Um, and then the other two people, obviously Hughes or Clark aren't there. Um, there's a Simeon Edvidson. I think he's plays for Swedish. And then Mason Mackin. I butchered this. McTavish. Name. McTavish. Yeah, there you go. Um, he's projected to go earlier at like around the three four range. So, but if he's there, he's another decent, solid centerpiece. I uh, play center, um, and he's talented offensively. But I'm looking more of the defensive side. Yes, we drafted uh, Cider last year, two years ago. But I think it's one of the positions that you kind of need now in like free agency. I think it's kind of easier to pick up uh, talent. And like we're going to discuss in a little bit about trades that could happen. Yeah, I think so like, I'm looking. I'm looking defense or the goalie. Can I go opposite or of the goalie? Really quick? So I would be in on the goalie. Can I go opposite I, of that? I wouldn't. I wouldn't complain. I mean, it's one of those positions that you need. Yes, we have two goalies that can stand in there and do a decent job. But if you look in long picture, long run, if you want any talented guy, and this guy is a first round pick, you have a bunch of other picks that you can develop players through. Why not go out and get them right away? Can I just say who I would want yeah. based on this, this scouting report rep- provided by our Red Wings insider? Yeah. And I'm just basing it on this. His description really sold me. So I'm just going to read it. Dylan Gunther. Two words. Goal scorer. In the period <laughs> in between those. May have the best shot in the class. Ability to get open is uncanny. Could be a future 40 goal scorer. Every team needs. He had an absurd 24 points in 12 WHL WHL games this season. Speed is not a concern. No matter who takes the kid, look for him to torture goalies in the league sooner rather than later. Give me that guy. I'll take that guy. I found the guy I like based on this solely. But I don't know if he's like, – I don't know. This class seems pretty wide open. Like like Evan said, maybe like there's no Lafreniere or um, Connor McDavid. There's no like – Locked and loaded one. So maybe like this isn't a reach, but he gave us a report on Kent Johnson. Uh, he's from Michigan. So I like that. He had 27 points in 26 games. Love that. Says he zips around the offensive zone with his unreal puck handling skills, looking to snap a pass off. He said he has a lot of Matt Barzell Islander center in his game, which you just gave me a player comp of a guy that I know that I think is good. Matt Barzell. I'll take it. 
It sounds like whoever we're getting is going to be good based on... There's, all a, there's a lot of D-men, it sounds like, Evan, that are going to be available. So it probably will be defense, it seems like. Let's take defense later. No. We need defense. What about... Back. You said, you said uh, Evan, Simon Edvinson, 6'5", 207. Left-handed D-man. boy. I mean, you look at... You put them get with him and Cider together. Good luck. I mean, who's getting by them? Nobody. No one. Probably Brady. So Point. I wouldn't mind it. Um, I just seen him going earlier than uh, Clark who I Brand think Clark. has kind of been like tied to us. I see that. He said, this he kid said... going, Edvinson's been going, um, obviously Owen Powers and uh, Eklund have been going. And so, I mean, fluctuate it however you want to see it. Um, but hey, it could be like the MLB draft where it all gets messed up because of the first pick. But I don't yeah, think Yeah, it seems like... That. It'd be awesome if, I mean, it probably will never happen, but if the Benny A's guy from Michigan dropped to us, I like that guy a lot, but I don't think he will. Um, but he did hurt his ankle in like a competition, so maybe it did hurt him. I don't know. I, I have no idea. But so who cool. are the Red Wings trading for in the offseason? If any. Who are the Red Wings trading for? Loaded Because what you told me this weekend, Evan, got me pretty jazzed. What do you say? <laughs> that we're I mean, moves. most likely, I would say is uh, Eichel, because he's young, he's been through a rebuild. Um, you think it's likely, or what's what, the odds? Evan's dream scenario, he told me this weekend, made me get excited. I mean, like, it, Eichel is the most, like, out of the three names that you have up here, you have Tarasenko, Subin, and Eichel. I think Eichel is the most realistic because of his age, and we have draft capital, and we're kind of in, like, the same boat where he doesn't need to hold a lot, and he's not expected of a lot because we're in the rebuild mode. Um, now, this trade scenario that Alex is talking about, I said, just go all in, do it right now, and then you will speed up the rebuild so fast. Step one, trade for Jack Eichel. Okay, Buffalo, he's mad at Buffalo. He wants out. Two, trade for Tarasenko. His name's on here. Is it possible? Yes. Is it most likely that the Red Wings get him? No, because I feel like a playoff team, Stanley Cup contender, more a better contender than us, has a chance to get him. Tarasenko's mad at the way the Blues handle his injuries. He wants out, and it's known that he wants out. So there's two absolute studs. Third one is Johnny Hockey. Now, if you're Detroit Red Wings and you're trying to rebuild the Red Wings brand, why would you not want a guy named Johnny Hockey on your team? It's For Johnny Hockey. He plays yeah. up in the flames. He, however, he is on his last year of his contract, and there's been rumors that he should get traded over the next couple of years. But you could also just do a sign and trade. You trade for him. You sign to a long contract extension. He's quick. He's fast. Knows how to handle the puck. Can score. And now you're adding depth sudden. at multiple lines on your front. Now we're Larkin. Is our third Tuesday. center? Um, Vrana. They don't have to carry the weight of the entire offense. Now all of a sudden the Red Wings are elite, and, that and is the Red Wings are back. Johnny, now, now imagine putting Larkin on a line with Eichel and Tarasenko. Good luck stopping them. They might All I know is we better have a great trainer and medical staff because Tarasenko and Eichel both hate their last places for injury handles. So we better have a crack staff ready to do yeah. what they want. That's you better just ask them, like, who do you want? And we'll just bring them in. Yes. Now, for the trade that actually did happen, which I didn't even know happened. Maybe it happened over Fast Horses Weekend and it was all a blur. But we made an interesting deal, I would say, for the timeline of what I thought for this team. We acquired Nick Letty from the Islanders, and I did some digging, and he's one of the better defenders on the Islanders. He's 30 years old, and he's on his last year of his deal, and we gave up Richard Panic and a second rounder. Because we're about to make all those trades Evan just said. Now, Evan, there's some, I don't want to spoil it, on your toes, but there's some theories that maybe we got him to potentially trade him. What went through your mind when you saw this trade? What was the process that you went through? 
Um, I see it as a way to a short improvement for the one-year deal. Um, I don't think it's going to be a long-term solution. I think it might be an area where, hey, we have no other solution. The Islanders will probably want to get rid of them because of a salary dump. That's how I see it. We have a bunch of cap space. That's a guy that's going to contribute and make the defense better right away. Is he going to be a, um, be a first-line defenseman, right? Yeah, he'll probably play first. Yeah. Um, I just don't see pretty big that much else going into it. I think it would be pretty shitty move if we just trade for letting and we turn around and trade him again. <laughs> um, doesn't happen too often. only happens usually of like draft night, that situations. Now he's a solid defenseman. He helps. He's not going to hurt the team. Now, in any of these hypothetical trades, sometimes you think about players and not just picks. Evan, should we trade Tyler Bertuzzi to the Maple Leafs? Yeah. Absolutely not. Screw the Leafs. They can't win, and they'll never win another Stanley Cup. Like the Raptors. Bias. Evan hates Toronto. <laughs> Evan hates no, it's, it's the Maple Leafs. I, I, they're all rivals. The Red Wings are all rivals. Should we trade Two, him anyway? Tyler Tuzzi played in like six games last year, and he had like four goals. It's very small, small sample size. He was like a leading goal scorer, leading point scorer, and he got injured. Um, just because another team is interested in your talent doesn't mean you have to give them up. You have to. Why are you saying that, Alex? What do you know about Tyler Bertuzzi? He's a good player that was hurt. What I've read about him from the club is that he's like one of those gritty physical guys uh, that has some dog in him. Like think about maybe like a poor man's Marshan. Like he's going to be a pest and get after people. That's quite the comparison. And he's, I said poor man's for a reason. And he was he's critical for playoff hockey when we finally get there. And I guess when he was in the minors, he played his best – in minor, in like the playoffs of the minors, which is good. That means he rises to the occasion. And I think uh, based on that, I would not trade him as well. But that, again, I trust Evan as the authority. If Evan said, let's deal him, I'm dealing him. <laughs> but if he's not, saying we're not, then I'm not. No, he's staying home. He's wearing a wing wheel. Soon to be with Jack Eichel and Vladimir Tarasenko. And, yeah, and Johnny Hockey. And wow. Johnny Our team is so good. Do you have anything else on the Red Wings, really? Um, we want to make a prediction on who gets taken from our team because I think that just started at eight. I think it'll be Cholowski. Ah, is his name Dennis? Dennis. Yeah, Dennis. Dennis. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll see if Evan's prediction comes true. And now to our last segment of this show, uh, which was inspired by the Bucks championship, got me thinking just about championships in general and how starved we are for one. Well, I was our last. Our last one was uh, when the Wings won '09. Sounds right. Yes. So over a decade. So we're officially a decade deprived of a championship. Yeah. Um, and there's eight teams we continually talk about on this show. All four Detroit teams, and then both football and basketball teams for Michigan and Michigan State. So I'd like us to do is power rank them one from eight. And when you start your list, go from eight to one for suspense. suspense. And instead of bouncing back and forth, we'll just go straight through um, of who you would like most to see win a championship in the remainder of your life. Because some of these have already won one, obviously, and that will factor in if you've already seen them win. Um, but we were pretty young in all their their wins. So we're ranking all of them. And yes, I said even the rivals, because obviously we have our biases with the colleges. But I was curious to see which team, which sport you'd actually put eight and seven, you know, just kind of see which one you would not want to see. Uh, win more. Is anyone um, itching to go? I read this question so wrong and I read it as who would most likely, I, I didn't even see the U, 
I just thought who was the most likely to win the championship in my lifetime. Um, so now this completely changes my list. So I will just so Evan, spitball from here. Evan will go last and they'll get a feel for what Alex and I come up with. And then it should be pretty good to go there. Number eight, Michigan football. I would not want to see them win. I would not want to hear that stupid fan base talk. No thanks. Yeah, I could see that. Seven. To no one's surprise, Michigan basketball. They're a little more bearable than the football. And you've probably prepared yourself for that moment. No, I never to. had to think about it. I, I have prepared myself for that moment. And right. I come to realization, like, wow, this is going to suck for, like, the next three weeks. I'm not ready for it. Yeah. yeah. But football would be much. You much, never prepared yourself for that, Alex? No, I knew I knew better than to think Michigan would win a title before we did. Oh, Stop. That makes me want to win Number one so bad Number six is the Red Wings, solely based on I've seen them win one and i was coherent to see it so uh, it's not, i not. think it has more to do with hockey than <laughs> and hockey of the sports probably, yeah. probably is at the bottom five is i'm changing on the spot five is the tigers wow watching the world series is awesome that's why i originally had them in the four slot but i'm going here tigers at five they've been close and i think they'll do it eventually Four, the Pistons. I like basketball more than baseball. So that's my reasoning there. Also seeing Detroit win a title, kind of. It's pretty young. Yep. But that'd be cool. Three is Michigan State basketball. Reasoning that they're not higher is because I've seen them go to the Final Four a lot. I've been to the Final Four in person. I just think the pizzazz of the other two. and. <laughs> How excited I would be for the other two would just weigh a little higher. I've prepared myself for State to win in basketball before. Can you guess which Final Four it was? Texas Tech. Yes. Yeah. I I've prepared myself. Fully prepared after the Zion win. It almost felt like you guys won the Natty after It felt like Zion, we won the national championship in the due game, so I kind of know how it's going to feel. Uh, two and one. This is really difficult. Um, and I'm still kind of flip-flopping. I'm going with... Michigan State football second. I wanted to put them one, but then again, I have seen them get close. I've never prepared myself for them to win the finals. You don't have to prepare for them to win, but I've seen Michigan State football have a lot of success, which leads into my number one would be the Detroit Lions and the whole reason being I have never seen them have any ounce of success at all. They've never won a playoff game in my life. Um, it would be pure pandemonium in this city in the state i wouldn't have to listen to my college friends tell me that my nfl team is a joke anymore it would just there'd be so many benefits of the lions winning and also i can rejoice with all my michigan fr friends like michigan fan friends as well yeah. i wouldn't just have to like share with only michigan state people i could share it with the entire state of michigan and it would be just it'd be a great feeling be a party for so i go lion number a year um okay eight MSU football, I think I'd throw up. Seven, MSU basketball. I can easily see this happening in my lifetime. I'm sure it will. I've prepared myself for it. It's fine. Six, Red Wings. This is where I'd actually be happy to see this happen. Um, like Alex said, hockey, just not on the highest. It'd probably be pretty, it'd probably be one of the more like riveting series. Still be great. And things I'd watch, like just because when goals get score, scored, this is awesome. Five, this could be surprising. I did Pistons. And I was actually just thinking about this this weekend because I would I know this season's different with the NBA. The finals happen later because they start the season later. 
But in the summertime, like you're not so focused on sports. And can you imagine if the Pistons were in the finals and I was like, oh, I guess I'm not going to faster horses. Like I'm going to watch them. Like the I don't finals know. Don't usually go to July. Right. I know they're usually in June, but still like summer's happening. Memorial day. Like you're just, you're thinking about going on the lake. You're thinking about just golfing outdoor things. You're not thinking about, I need to sit down in front of my TV for like three hours on a certain night to watch and sweat over a Pistons game. So I went with them there. And then four, I went Michigan basketball because surprising. I think it would be awesome. But I also think just the national buzz about college basketball is just not a massive sport everywhere, you know, and, and I think it would be fun, but you want to enjoy it with everyone. Um, and this would be harder to enjoy with everyone. And they've always been there. I know they haven't. So, but I have a f- kind of a sense of what maybe it would feel like. I don't really know, but, and then three, I'd go Tigers. Never seen one. They've been close. And I also, this is another seasonal thing, like in October, September in, in Michigan, so beautiful and awesome. But I think it'd just be a great season of the year to win a championship. You'd be dialed in on it as you have football going on as well. Uh, I think that'd be incredible. And also baseball games. It's like the most bang for your buck because baseball games always go like four hours in the World Series. So you're just really like locked into a game for like four hours. And you live and die with every pitch. And then two, I would do U of M football because I can't even fathom them like making the playoff in my lifetime. So I think it'd just be awesome. And then number one, Lions. I, I honestly think that if the Lions won the Super Bowl, the city of Detroit would like never be the same. Like I think it'd be pre-Lions Super Bowl and post-Lions Super Bowl. Because I think just the city itself would have this newfound like cockiness and swagger to it. Like we don't get messed with anymore. We can't be made fun of as this joke loser of a city. And we just won. And like just to see like how they would start first take or the the herd the next day would be just so fun to watch. Like I would record all those shows and just to watch like Coward and Stephen A and Skip like grind their teeth to have to talk about the Lions as the best team in the National Football League. Oh my God, it'd be so fun because they just start every day talking about the Cowboys and the Packers, no matter what. Like you'd have to put respect. You'd have to put respect on our name, and I need to see it happen. And now for Evans on the fly list. He had plenty uh, of time to think about it. Like you guys, I have Michigan football eight, Michigan basketball seven. Uh, just now, fans of them. Uh, number six, I have the Pistons. Uh, a lot like Grant, it's a seasonal thing. I have nothing against the Pistons. You'd um, still be very really happy. Yeah. What? You'd still be happy about it, though. Oh, I mean, absolutely. I'll celebrate it to the day I die. But it's like NBA. Like, I love the Pistons. But, like, outside of that, I'm like a, like I'm a Giannis fan. And I cheer for, like, players. Um, number five, I have the Tigers. We see them come close. They're right in the middle of the pack. I mean, I think it would be nice to see. It's baseball, but it's not really that popular in like our friend group and like around that. Um, number four, I have the Red Wings. Um, I think playoff hockey is one of the most enjoyable sports to watch and just to see like playoff hockey again, but actually in the new arena would be special because we are a hockey town. Um, three, a little bit of shock. I have the Lions at three. I don't would I like who I would most like to see. I'm the same way of how Alex and Grant would react. 100%. And there's no question about like what would the Lions would do, what it would mean for the state, would mean for the city. We'd go party and it'd be a party for the whole next week. Um, Definitely that. Just by number one and number two, or it's Michigan State football, Michigan State basketball. I am just a 
absolute diehard I, football number one. Football. I am just an absolute diehard bleed green and white, and I just value college sports more than professional. I mean, it is Michigan State football, Michigan State basketball, and the Lions are right here, and then it's like the other sports a little bit farther down. It just to me, it means more. I mean, you're dealing with college athletes, a university that you go to, university that you went to, you walk the same sidewalks, you went to the same classes as some of these athletes, you hung out with them. I got a chance to see some college athletes in person at a practice, uh, multiple practices. So it's just something like college athletics. It kind of just, to me, it means more. Yeah. There's more like a wholesome feel to it. I guess, yeah, when you say it like that. And it's like it is like the traditions of like college football, like we tailgate that. We still talk about doing that. And it's like the history behind like the schools and the programs. To me, I don't know. It's just special. Yeah. I should note that my top three is like way above the rest. Really? It's like same as Evans. Like it's it's significantly up higher than the other ones. But I think the top three would like potentially bring me to tears with a championship. I can't say the rest about the other ones. I think f- oh yeah. I think f- I, would cry. I think I would cry. Five I would up. probably cry. I think Pistons and up I would I wouldn't cry. I wouldn't cry for the Pistons, I don't think. Maybe. Michigan State sports definitely and the Lions definitely. I, I don't think I would cry for the Red Wings, Tigers or Pistons. Yeah, I don't think so. Tigers have seem to come close. Red Wings because I've seen it live and I've already seen one Pistons. I kind of remember it. I kind of seen it live already. Um, in, in the trust tree here, how like much depression would sit in if Michigan football won a natty? I don't, I don't think I would talk to Michigan them. football. If they want, like how much depression would that cause? Or could you just do like, I would anger? Seriously, it be I would lead all my social media for at least a week. Um, we just would never go on vacation somewhere yeah. where I don't have to like hear anybody get a new phone. <laughs> Um, the just go off the radar for a while, <laughs> and that's the beauty of sports. Where like you can hate something just as much as you I'd want. rather something Michigan else. football didn't win one over like <laughs> no the Red Wings winning one. I don't know. It's it's like kind of that bad for me. Wow, it would be that bad. It'd be <laughs> unbearable. Wow, they won't happen. So I don't I think I feel the same because I'd probably just be partying alongside of you guys as a fraud if like Michigan State made it that far. I just want to be on scene for it. You've seen us be good at football. I'm like, <laughs> I want to celebrate at Sticky Ricks. I, I respect. Yes, that. I would be at Sticky Ricks for sure. I want to be burning couches. I go str straight. I mean, I still hear about 1997, and I was zero. I don't. Not for me. I don't talk about 1997 ever. If you just talk to any dad, they're like, "Yeah, you know how good we were in 1997." Chair national championship. There's an asterisk there. Yeah, it's so weird that we've come a long way in college football since then. Um, that's all for this show. Behind the scenes, we're recording a little bit more because we're just going to grind tonight, get a little snake trap out, which I'm very much looking forward to, honestly, even though we're going a little bit long. And our Zoom, chop Zoom, for start a new one screwing over Evan. Yeah, we will. Chop Michigan State. Yeah, we're going to have to get on the horn with them. But as always, keep it short. Social accounts, follow them at Shot of Mess. Um, for everything except for TikTok, that's full at Shot of Michigan Sports. Email is Shot of Michigan Sports at gmail.com. Socials are a good place to the video clips. Email is good for any business uh, questions or podcast questions. Um, how to listen to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube. Depending on the platform, please follow it, rate it, review it, subscribe, uh, leave any comments on it. And then some many questions, like we said, like Brad's question, we'll, we'll work it in. Or Liam, give us any uh, advice for any of the segments, um, any of your opinions uh, on DMs or on email. 
And with that, we will cheers to episode three zero, the big three zero. I will cheers to the Tigers continuing their winning streak, hopefully as long as they can. Cheers to the party of the summer. <laughs> cheers to uh, Mel Tucker's comments a few minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs>